Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. I'm George Chen, and you're listening to SubDoc a show where we talk to our interesting friends about documentaries. Today we're covering the Netflix series Bad Vegan, Fame, Fraud, Fugitives, a tale of manipulation, Stockholm Syndrome, and only tangentially veganism. It's a four-part series directed by Chris Smith, a fan favorite here at SubDoc. This is truly one of the more baffling stories in a scam-heavy season of television, so we just had to do an episode on it. And our guest to discuss this series with us today is writer Laura Hooperbeck. Her work has appeared in Cosmetology. Cos- you know, her work has appeared in <laughs> Cosmetology also, but it's appeared in Cosmopolitan, Jezebel, and she's a writer on Fox's Real North. Hi, and welcome to Subdoc, Laura. Hi, George. I just want to, um, if this show is called The Great North, but I also... Oh my love- God, let me take that whole intro <laughs> no, over again. No, Why did I write Real I North? I love the Real North. Too. Oh my god! I want to write on the. If anyone's hiring for the real north, oh my just god! Let me know. <laughs> I, I I I'm like okay, like I'll just read. Okay, we'll just say the Great North. I don't know. Yes. Clearly, I have. I've only <laughs> seen the clips that are available online. But I uh yeah. How how is working on that show? How has it been going writing for that show? Good. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, very. Very good. Thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> and and like how I was going to ask is like if writing for animation, I wonder how that is, uh, uh, you know, different from other work you've done. I mean, or it's more like kind of like journalistic stuff you've done in the past. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's it's I guess it's all writing mm-hmm. um, like animation. You have more like fun sequence, like action sequences. Um, and like it's better if the jokes are more physical and um yeah but it's just it's just it's writing it's, it's just, just writing it's just nice. writing yeah no well i i uh was glad i was able to hook you up with our my other friend to just you know she wanted to learn more about the industry so yeah she I was hope, great yeah i'm glad everyone hire out. liz fitzgerald she's oh, a lovely yeah. hilarious human <laughs> ready and ready to go on your comedic program Nice, nice. Um, and I feel bad that we've been talking about having you on the show a while ago, and then you were just like, uh, I don't know, bad vegan? And then and then you're like, great, I haven't actually watched it yet. I'm like, oh, no, you haven't know, actually watched I know. it. I really, it's, I it's, it a it's a four-hour commitment. It's a four-hour. It has very little to do with actual veganism. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so you, yeah, I had vaguely heard something about this story when it was happening. I guess when they were arrested was like 2017. Did you know much about the story beforehand? Yeah, I mean, I knew a little. I had mm. eaten at the restaurant. Oh, you had? Um, okay. Yeah, I had gone there because it was really like very, it was very, very popular. Um, real, and real, food and, real food and wine in, in Manhattan? I, um, pure pure yeah. food and wine in Manhattan. I keep saying real for everything. That's <laughs> why. The, the pure north. The pure north. That's why. <laughs> the pure north sounds like it's north. a terrifying show. That is a very um, terrifying. It's, it is very. Uh, it, Burzum so, is in the soundtrack. Yeah. Stay away from the pure north. <laughs> yeah. Um, but maybe there is something in the, the stars or the cosmos or something about the word real that you need to like focus I in know. on. Like someone's trying to send you a message. I know. I've been too fake for too long. <laughs> Uh, Keep it real, George. <laughs> I know the the fake George. Um, so yeah, uh, pure food and wine. I just yes. rewatched this. Why am I, I'm just getting names wrong for everything? Sarma Melangalis is the owner of this uh, restaurant. Co- founded it with her ex. Uh, boyfriend Matthew Kenny. Yes. Pretty sure I got that name right. Uh, I think you Kenny, got. Uh, yes. Yes, who, and he uh, has some vegan restaurants out here too in LA. Oh, in LA. I I was mm-hmm. reading that he has one in San Francisco. But yeah, he um they founded it together. He was kind of this rising star. She had uh had a Wharton like economics degree. Or did yes. she have a master's degree? I was kind of confused if she also had like a grad degree. I was also confused. I thought that Wharton was just grad school. Okay, but then I, there probably is. Yeah, but, yeah. but I'm t- I could be totally wrong. I don't know anything about business or college, so <laughs> I know nothing. I, I know nothing about the East Coast. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like a blur. She she so she ends up. Uh, it sounds like he. Okay, so here's my experience of watching the show. I did okay. fall asleep the first time I watched it. <laughs> That's fair. And then so then I just rewatched it today. And I'd only, I kind of fallen, I dozed off a little during the first episode. So I watched that again. I'm like, oh, I missed the entire thing of like why the kind of the stuff that set up that there was a reason this relationship happened. So I'd watched the episodes two through four being like, I don't get why she's in this relationship at all. Yes. I think I had a, not a dissimilar experience to you. I was very distraught. I was like petting my dog, looking at my phone. I was like, Laura, focus up. But I was getting a little bit bored it was a little boring um, yeah but i i think that it said that she and this um shane slash slash anthony met on words with friends am i remembering that oh incorrectly? they they i think they deepened their connection via words with friends but okay. um she so uh shane fox as he was known on twitter i i had somehow like fallen asleep during the entire like flirtation period and the Alec Baldwin <laughs> stuff so I was like oh George I, I, me too this is gonna be great oh no no but I no, I mean I'm it's fresh in my mind now okay just like when I watched this like a, a month ago uh this has been out for a while but I'm just seeing people commenting on it uh on Twitter just like I think it takes a little while it's kind of a slow burn I don't feel like there was as much like momentum behind this one as there was with like something like inventing Anna obviously which is yeah. like a fictional retelling but yeah uh chris smith the director of american movie also did a bunch of stuff for netflix like the jim and andy um he did i think he did the college admissions scandal movie like oh, it's all shit. very weird when you know there's a guy who made uh, who made Amer- uh, american movie it doesn't which i totally consider to be a perfect documentary yeah. yeah yeah yes yeah. no this is like there's definitely like twists and turns in this that kept you hooked into it even though i'm like mm-hmm. this is trash 
but I mean, maybe it's just because these people are <laughs> trash. I don't know. Um, yeah. The filmmaking, yeah. I think they did a good job with how many weird reveals there are. There's a couple of very artful things they've done in here that I, I do applaud. Uh, Will Richards is one of them. We'll the get reveal to that. is like, yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, okay, so uh, just starting off, uh, the, Sarma, Melangalis, and Matthew Kenny, uh, they had tried to do a restaurant. It didn't really go very well. Then they discovered the raw food movement. Yes. And they got super deep into eating raw. And I don't know that they were vegan beforehand. It sounds like they I weren't. couldn't tell. I don't mm-hmm. think that I, I think that his restaurant when they met wasn't vegan, but everything yeah. that he's done since then I think has been vegan. Yeah, I think that was like a real uh real life changing, uh eye opening thing for them to do the vegan yeah. thing. And the I mean the raw I would say vegan's one thing, because like I've been to plenty of vegan restaurants where food is cooked. But raw yes. vegan, I'm like the raw is almost more of the anomaly to me at this point yes. in 2022. I totally agree with you. Veganism seems so kind of almost mainstream these days. Like I can, I am vegan and I can eat anywhere and no problemo. Yeah. Like every restaurant that I go to has vegan options. Even like steakhouses have vegan options. Right. So right, it's right. like really, yeah, it's, it's when you, when you add in like the raw part, you're like, oh, this is like next level. Oh, I, 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 We'll get into, like, my feelings on raw food (laughs) momentarily. (laughs) But, um, okay, so they start pure food and wine. Not great food and wine, as I may have thought it was. Uh, Pure food and wine, New York. Uh, She ends up buying Matthew out of the business uh, with the help of Jeffrey Chowdero, who is a, you know, financier, restaurateur. Also, also somewhat of a shady character. Yeah, I, I felt. was coming across a couple of uh, of uh, arrests or pleading guilty issues. Jeffrey Chowder yeah. He sort of is like this bizarre benevolent figure in this. And he's like, you take, have a million and a half dollars and just pay me back whenever. I'm like, okay. Yeah, you're like, okay, what? Yeah. There's more. I, with him, I was like, there's definitely more to the story with this guy that we're uh, not going to dive into, but he's a little shady lady. I do feel like there's something alluded to, like Sarma is very, a white blonde woman. Yes. Right. And there's a lot made of like, like there was like a Howard Stern's just like, there's this hot blonde. And like, I'm like, it, I wonder if it is kind of like this Elizabeth Holmes thing a little bit of like, mm-hmm. like, um, we'll give you. Yeah. You, yeah. Sure. Whatever. Like have your, have your money. Enjoy your. Yeah. Experience. Like I'm like, um, I'm uh, supporting this hot, this like conventionally hot woman. And it like right. makes me feel good about myself. And right. Yeah. Like there's some sort of like, or is like, is there some kind of like weird ulterior thing going on? Yeah. Uh, it's a lot is made of that. It's, it's very unfortunate. Uh, yeah. but it is also, I it's think part that. of her lifestyle branding or part of like, the appeal of what made people want to go to this place in the first place is like the combo of like the power couple of Matthew and Sarma in the beginning of uh, Pure Food and Wine. Uh, yeah. It seems like there's a little bit of that going on. So that seems like she's actually doing pretty well running this business. She even opens a secondary shop called One Lucky, one lucky duck. duck. One One Great Duck. One yeah. one great duck, one pure duck, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one, one very great duck, and uh, it sounds like that was like like kind of the the if people wanted to start cooking raw, 
cooking raw that's not what you say uh getting yeah. <laughs> getting the groceries getting you know doing groceries and like juice smoothies things like that they were doing that. buying vegetables and cutting them up yeah yeah pre-cutting yeah. the vegetables for you yeah, yeah. Baby birding, I think, is the yeah. better way to phrase Little, it. That's yeah. what raw food is. It's baby birding. Um, <laughs> I masticated this for you. Um, so, so uh, a lot somewhere along this way, she's kind of lonely. She meets Alec Baldwin at the restaurant. There is a whole. I I think that they actually did date. I think it's quite possible. I mean, yeah. it's really sad to me that like her best option for men was Alec Baldwin. Like I'm like I wish you would have gone with Alec Baldwin, who I think is like a pretty terrible person in yeah, general. Like, but, somehow like, he's a step the best up. of the shitty yeah. bunch. Uh, yeah, it's like Jesus, like God, I kids it too late. Can yeah. you get Hilaria out of the picture? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um yeah, I mean, she met Hilaria and Alec met at the restaurant. That's the other part of the story. So she starts to be like, all these things in her life have this, if it has something to do with Alec Baldwin, it's it's a sign. Like, yeah. she was trying to get him to adopt a dog, and then she ends up adopting her dog, Leon, very cute uh, dog. Leon, dog. I could... I my favorite character. For hours my about favorite Leon. character. In by the far, my favorite character. <laughs> he is a he is a prince among dogs. He is yeah. a wonderful little angel. Yeah, the charisma of of Leon is more explainable than the charisma of Shane Fox. But uh, it's true, he's off the charts. Yeah. So Shane Fox is a dude who is just on Twitter in 2011, which I think a lot of us were. That's his claim to fame. <laughs> I think, yeah, like yeah. He, he was a reply guy on Twitter. <laughs> the most successful reply guy. <laughs> <laughs> he basically would just at Alec Baldwin and Alec Baldwin would reply. And That's then that so validated wild. him in Sarma's eyes as a legit guy. I had heard something somewhere else like that, like other places like Funny or Die had like retweeted Shane Fox or had like like he had some kind of comedy Twitter cred. That's wild. That is wild to me. I mean, I, the the early days of Twitter were even a, d- a different kind of Wild West than they are now. Right? It, I was just thinking that, too, because yeah. he definitely has like the charisma of a baked potato. So you're just like, what <laughs> is happening? Which like, is even, perfect for a Twitter troll. Yeah, I know it's true. He's absolutely he was going hard and she was responding and people loved it, apparently. Yeah. To the point of getting in words with friends, which uh, I've never tried to, I, I, I wouldn't say I've never, I've never successfully used words with friends to woo okay. anyone. I don't think I have never wooed anyone. I did go hard, like <laughs> back and forth with my mom for like a brief two weeks in like 2011 or whatever, well, but I haven't. Yeah, yeah, that's how you ask your mom for money, right? Is this is how I got my 300 grand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To start my own oh, Broadway empire. Oh, Sarma Mama. One the real Sarma back. Mama. I know. I know. Um, so Sarma Mama. I'm trying to think back in 2011. I think uh, I may have met a lot of people on Twitter. Just through, you know, like, oh, you have a check. You're verified. I guess yeah. you're, you're a real person. I mean, yeah, I, I'll I've go been to a, your show. Oh, my God. I got yeah. on Twitter in 2009. I was reminded of this recently. Oh, Lord. What a long social media nightmare it's been. I, <laughs> um, I remember I got on around the same time, and I just remember, like, tweeting at one of my other friends on it. Like, I'm at the grocery store. What should I buy? Like, using it as essentially a text message yeah. situation and went, and went hard like that for a couple of years until I was like, oh, people do jokes and stuff. And then obviously became what it is now, which is there was a golden period, though, when it was just people doing jokes. And yeah. that was so fun. It was fun. 
We, I might have retweeted a Shane Fox back then. I don't Who know. I, I, I don't want to go back that far because yeah. I'm afraid how many Shane Foxes I'm going to find. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's like he, I'm sure, had more than one account. That's the other thing. He had to have like a couple uh, sock puppet yes. accounts. Yes. Uh, so, Will Robbins. Oh, my gosh. Will, Will so, Richards. I feel like, okay, so Shane Fox, he works his way. He doesn't even live in New York, but he somehow gets this long-distance relationship going with Sarma. He claims to live, I think, in Massachusetts. I thought he was living in Florida a lot of this time. I think so, too. I think you're right. Yeah, so he just must have, like, some family or someone in Massachusetts he can use a reference to. Now, Mm -hmm. um, we kind of learned this. Yeah, we we learned a lot of stuff about Shane in in a, you know, in a a chronological... you know, kind of asynchronous, a lot of knowledge is dropped in, in different chunks. Uh, so it was kind of episode two or th- maybe it was almost episode three where we really get into like the Shane backstory. Um, well, we know Shane is not his real name. Shane Fox is not his uh, legal name. Uh, it turns out his legal name is Anthony Strangis. Perfect name. Uh, and, no notes. You know, yeah, she brings him by the restaurant a couple times. People are kind of like, okay. Uh, I guess that's cool. I guess it's cool that you're with someone. She, yeah. I didn't realize kind of she had been pretty lonely after the breakup, was just had yeah. sunk herself into the work. Basically, her main relationship was with the dog. Um, there's Which is one, not so bad. No, that's not so bad at all. I was going to say one thing comes up a lot in this series, and it, it does come up a lot in other aspects of life, too or other, you know, realms uh, where it's this idea that, like, your coworkers are your family, right? Like, and this yeah. really backfires. Or it's really, like, it, it's, it's like, kind of funny. We'll, we'll get to the point where there is a unionization effort at this yes. restaurant, um, which, you know, uh, didn't quite work the way I think it was supposed to. But we're going to have ourselves uh, Shane and... Shane slash Anthony Sarma have this kind of intense, I think they call it love bombing when people just like, yes, you're like, uh, you, it's an emotional manipulation of just like, Hey, we've been, we're destined to be together. I've yes. known you through many lifetimes and I've owned your dog in a past life. Sick. Yeah. Sick, and I'm going to make him brag. immortal. We're all yeah. like, yeah, we're all the same energy. We belong together. I feel like the immortal thing doesn't come up until maybe the the second or third episode. And like, I think you're right. It's like when he gets desperate. He's like reached the end of reality rope, and then he's like, "I need to go harder. I need yeah. to tell her I'm gonna make her dog live forever." Right. Well, because we just we all he says in the beginning, he just alludes to like I'm like I'm like black ops. I am like <laughs> I am like very a secret super spy who actually just loves adding uh, Alec Baldwin on Twitter. Yeah. Like, right? You know, the way most super spies do. They love yeah. Twitter. When I'm they out love the to field, make jokes. I'm playing Twitter. words with friends. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, okay, there's, dude, sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's like so many inconsistencies to this story. It's bonkers. Yeah. Just like, yeah. yo, about to assassinate a dictator. Uh, what should I order for lunch? You know, like. <laughs> totally. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, Shane, Shane slash Anthony is claiming he's. He's like, well, if I told you what I did for a living, I'd have to kill you. Um, and she marries this guy. Yeah, I know. Still it's a bummer. I unclear, know. like, exactly. 
there's some sort of uh, theory that she thought he could bail her out of her financial solution. Like they were dating. Yeah. They were for real dating. And yes. I think I'd somehow missed that. So it was just like, he scammed his way into a marriage. I didn't really get. Cause it really, it really, you jump, jumped yeah. really fast from yeah. them. So you kind of miss any sort of like any time when maybe it was good between them, which is how normally like a coercive manipulative domestic right. violence starts. Right. Yeah. It, it was yeah. all, it was purely that words with friends time really hooked her, I guess. I and mean, then all of a sudden he was like, I'm going to make your dog immortal. And you're like, how did we get to here so yeah. fast? Yeah. Also, uh, I mean, he's like, there's this thing about like, he's a big dude and she's like, I feel safe with the big dude. I'm like, well, that's going to really backfire. Yeah. Uh, like this is a, a big dude that you cannot get away from. Who's just like, yeah. every time he yells is like, I'm, I'm like, I get scared. Yeah. He's, he's a, like yelling he's a scary dude constantly. for sure. There were always these sort of weird metaphorical things. Like he would call people red shirts and blue shirts. He could look at somebody and know that's a bad person or that's a good person. He would sometimes say that about certain people that worked for me. If you have gone from blue to red, it's just, that's just not gonna be good. Me. Yes, you. I can't fuck around on this. I am asking you to shoot from the fucking hip. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Um, yeah. so he's pretty not involved in the business side of things for a while. He like the restaurant's actually doing except okay. for taking her money. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. Yes. Well, we get, yeah, I don't think that happens like right away. Right. He starts just taking, he starts just asking her for money. Yeah. And we find out later he's just like, he, he claims he's like doing a, doing a government assass. But he's like just at the 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 casino. He's like at the dollar slots. Yeah, he's and he's like, I need you to send me money so that I can just have it sit in this bank account because that's how it works. And I'll see you. I'm doing black ops. I can't tell you where I am. Yeah. Email with Will Richards. Goodbye. Oh my god, I'm I'm actually surprised that he if he actually had been like, it's 2012. Like, yo, baby, I'm gonna get you into some Bitcoin. Let's just do this. Give me the money. Yes. That would be like a, a better <laughs> reality. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, he was definitely not even thinking that far ahead. No, he was just, he just like pays. wanted that money to gamble. Yeah, yeah, just roulette wheel. Like, yeah. I do you like? Do you gamble? Have you gambled? Do you ever do? Oh gamble? my god, I love to gamble. Oh, I, I know. I, fucking I, I do too. Oh my I god, George, it's the best. I truly, I have to, I cannot, that's why I cannot, I cannot go to Vegas for more than a couple days because I will just sit at that craps table. 
I mean, stand at that craps table. But craps is my game of choice. I love it. I feel like you have, like, pretty decent odds at craps. I, I, and I definitely at one point in my life was like, craps could be a job for me because I'm always bringing home a couple hundred dollars. And then once I lost, like, $300, and I was like, I guess it's not a job. Yeah. But I do – my it, my heart belongs to craps. So what, what's your game? I mean, I think is like, I don't remember, I don't remember any like card game rules anymore. Like I used to play bridge when I was a okay. kid. I don't know how to play poker. So I think I would be, I did do roulette wheel one time in Vegas. Like my mom used to live in Nevada. She oh, lived shit. in like Henderson. And okay. Like, yeah, I like, and then my other friend was in town and we just like met up at the casino and just like, I'm like, I'm going to maybe try spending 20 bucks and try some, uh, put it all on black, you know, <laughs> like that kind of thing. Yes. I'm like, I'm like, I know that I, cause there was a time I was really into scratch, scratchers. Like oh my, wait, scratchers. tell me about this. And then like in the, in college, I, I was very, I don't know. I, I kept occasionally you would just win a ticket to like. Get you get another lottery ticket, California oh my lottery. God, so satisfying. <laughs> it's like I'm like I got three bucks. I can just get three scratchers. You yeah, never why know. Not? I what never are you did do with that three bucks. I mean, I know there's people that do stuff. They're like, okay, there's five of us. We're gonna like all put in a hundo. We'll get like all these. We'll like you know do do our favorite numbers. We'll try to do the the Powerball. I'm like I don't. I can't. A scratcher is as far as I can figure out. I can't do anything. <laughs> Beyond a scratcher, yes. like this is yeah. like all I can figure out to do. Yeah, uh, and I, I, I legitimately, I, and it might, it wasn't like I would do it every week, but I would just, it was like I definitely didn't need to be doing it, right? And yeah. it's just like the thrill of like uh, the, the last time I did this was like Albertsons would do like these Monopoly things, uh, <laughs> and I'd be so like, fun. and I would, just, they would just be handing like, even if I didn't want it, like just throw the Monopoly pieces at you. You know, like uh, you had to have Al- that's like you have no yeah. choice. Yeah, I'm like, well, I mean, I, I got it, and then I had the board. I was like, okay, I got almost everything, and I realized it's like just like two things that are impossible to get, right? Yeah. No matter how many how many like park places they throw out, there's just like two you can't get. I'm You're just never like, gonna. It's I know. <sighs> I feel like McDonald's Monopoly really primed quite a few of us to be wanting to gamble yeah. for our entire lives, like because yeah. I remember really wanting to go to McDonald's and I didn't even like love anything, but I wanted the chicken McNuggets, the orange drink and like 75 Monopoly cards. Wait, yeah, the orange, wait, did they have an orange drink that wasn't orange juice? Was it kind of like an orange Julius type thing? It was like an orange Julius, like an orange soda that was like, so I just remember when I was in grade school, we did jump rope for heart and instead of water, they had McDonald's orange drink and it really kept me going. (laughs) I'm surprised kids didn't just drop dead. Yeah. But I just remember being like, I'll do jump rope for heart just so I can drink unlimited orange drink. And I probably drank like 15 gallons. I was just like guzzling that shit. I loved it. I, I, I was an orange soda fan for a minute Ugh. before I was like I'm, I need to stop drinking soda I'm back to I, pandemic's been we've all had to cope with pandemic in our own ways Mine on. has been very carb based so it's really <laughs> that's uh, a beautiful way to yeah, get through this I know um, uh, okay so I forget where we are in the story okay she, they're married <laughs> yes okay they're married they're, they're married yes uh, and like the film does interesting stuff. Hey, has your husband ever asked for your uh, all of your passwords? <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, I mean, 
Yeah, I can't even imagine. Like, What if your husband had a friend and he said, yo, give my friend all of your passwords to everything. It's for your own protection. It's for your own protection, Laura. I don't know. And and I'll just, and then I start a full relationship emailing with his friend. And his friend being like, I can't tell you where he is. He wouldn't even like us talking. He's in Seattle right now. It's yeah. like extremely fucking strange. Yeah, I would immediately be like, that is you. Yeah. But I also think, I don't know, she was obviously so deep into it at this point, just like fully in this abusive relationship. Yeah, and and like, I there, I, I didn't think, like, I watch these things to be kind of like schadenfreude, right? Like, haha, like very Nelson. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, yeah. oh... They, they really he, she, I wouldn't want to be in this position this is pretty awful and I think everyone keeps saying a lot of these scam things or like a lot of cult things this is like does tie into like you you made a point about cults and how cult like this is and like yeah it really is like yeah there, there's immortality for you and your dog if you just can pass these tests which yeah. is like never the pass. basis of a lot of religions also you know, yeah. regular religions, religions and cults, but um, got to tithe. Yeah, you got to tithe. Um, so the the manipulation and the cult thing, the whole, the a lot of the, I watched a lot of docs, as you may know by the basis of this show. Yeah, uh, a lot of cult docs, they always have to make this point of like it could happen to anyone, it could happen to you. Yeah, um, and. I mean, if someone told me my cat could live forever, I would at least listen. <laughs> I'm not going to close the computer. Look, look. If, I wanna, yeah, if someone's if can, like, yeah. Yeah, if we can meet up in the next life or if, like, we could just have. I mean, there's certain things. It's, it's just, here's what I don't get. The cosmology that he lays out is never realized to me and has never fleshed out. Like, I spent six hours watching the Heaven's Gate thing, right? Like, yeah. I kind of get, like, what the Heaven's Gate people were going the path for. that they went down yeah, yeah like like there was like there is a consensus building that happened with heaven's gate right yeah and with this it's just like a forceful gamer like it's yes. kind of the only way i could think to describe like what is happening here it's just like yeah just like they at one point she's like i don't watch the marvel movies and i realized he's like really into chris hemsworth and so he's like i have this brother who's like an evil version of me and I'm like, oh, yeah. love to meet the evil version of Shane Fox's brother. <laughs> like, oh, he's so good and yes. pure. <laughs> of it course. would be like um, what on Futurama, Bender and... Um, An anti-Bender? Yeah, there's like, I forget his name, but Flexo. And he's just like the nicest guy. And he's the friend goes evil. Yeah, that's good. The, bizar- the bizarro yeah. universe. Yeah, Shane it's just Fox. like he's just this like angelic creature. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. would be that would be the biggest reveal. Like, oh hi, I'm I'm Shane's I'm Anthony's brother. I'm a real <laughs> chill guy. I'm, yeah, I, I'm a dentist. I'm a real high <laughs> you're, yeah. you're voicing him. I imagine him like pushing his glasses up and like yeah. adjusting his pocket protector. Mm. Sorry, yeah, you're like, really a woman. Mm. Yeah. I'd like to give you money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't, don't Can I invest me. in your dream? All right. So I was so, like, no thanks. I only like scammers. So yeah, bye. Oh my god. So yeah, she's just he. He'll just be like, not around, and just be like, yo, baby, wire me ten grand. <laughs> Yeah. And she's like, okay. 
I guess I will. I know. I mean, part of me is like, I feel like probably at the beginning it was out of this desperation of get to get them because she cared so much about her business and yeah. like it was such a huge part of her identity and and what you were saying, like family versus business where like some businesses make it where it's like, we're a family, we all need to stick together. And it's like, uh-uh, honey, like this is a fucking business. This is mm-hmm. my job. Like mm-hmm. I need a paycheck. But I feel like she was like kind of a kind of person who would have done anything to keep that place up and running. And that's, and she kind of, maybe it was like at first a means to an end. We were, you and I both watched uh, The Dropout, right? Yes. Oh, it's so well done. So well done. Yeah, so good. Definitely a lot of Dropout vibes. I mean, a lot of just like, you know, someone with a dream and not necessarily. I mean, she did have a degree from Wharton, unlike The Dropout. So, (laughs) and like, also, I feel like the restaurant business is like, it's not, there is like, Obviously, some mystique and some marketing involved, but it's not, they're not trying to reinvent the wheel completely the way, like, you know, Theranos was trying to reinvent the wheel. And also, like, they didn't have the sheen, they weren't getting VC money. I guess Jeffrey Chowdhury is like the um, Larry Ellison of this. Yeah. It's like millions versus billions. (laughs) Right, 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 right. It's like a different playing field. The scale is slightly different. And it's like, it's frustrating. Like, I was, you know, like trying to understand, like, what even, she was in she she owed 2 million which she was at the point where the profits were at least half million every year like they were bringing in 7 million yeah. but they were only profiting maybe a half million so it's like yeah. oh that means in 4 years you could pay that off right which yeah. is not Isn't that crazy long. that that's like yeah. a wildly successful restaurant too cuz it was like yeah. a packed place like they were doing Tons of, I don't know, it's just, like, such a hard business to be in as restaurants. I mean, like, yeah, restaurants in general, but, like, if you're only doing raw, then, like, you're not even, like, you can't, like, freeze stuff or, you know, the way that That's true, your ass needs to be at the farmer's market every day. You gotta be Paying top dollar for those heirloom tomatoes. Yeah, and, like, I don't, I don't do raw, raw prep, I mean, a salad, you know, that's it. And I'll have, like, a hard-boiled egg in there, I don't really, I'm not a stickler. I mean, like, I'm, like, a tahini boy. These days, like that's that's my go-to. But love um, a tahini dressing. Yeah, just love a tahini and a cookie. A j- oh yeah, I that's been like my my big uh, the COVID uh, uh, discovery is the tahini. I'm like all I'm all about like I'm gonna see Odalengi speak in a couple oh, weeks. My He's God, doing I love like a Oda talk Lange. in Claremont. Oh my yes. God, uh, I got in. I got on the master class. We got that master class trial. I was like, oh, oh shit, oh. don't even tell me about that because I'm gonna forward you. It. I'll. I'll forward you. I think all, a lot of his recipes are online. I'll say yes. that about Olenki. Um, But yeah, uh, I'm not like, yeah, I'm not like a raw food guy. I'll say like this. Did you go to Cafe Gratitude? Because that was yes. also a cult, right? Yes. So you remember, because... <laughs> we um, need to set the table for people that don't know Cafe Gratitude, because I think it's oh the only Oh my God, Cafe Coast. Gratitude. So oh. well, I remember, because Cafe Gratitude started in San Francisco in the yes. Mission. yes. And I used to go to that original one, and yeah. I was always so embarrassed to bring anyone there who was, like, over the age of 25, because, <laughs> that's, like, that's when I would see it through their eyes and be like, this is an absolutely humiliating experience, because you have to, <laughs> you have to order, like, I remember bringing oh, my the mom menu. there and her being like, uh-uh, like, uh-huh. I want the milk, I want the key lime milkshake, and them being, <laughs> and her, I'm not saying I am nourished or whatever. Yeah, that's how you and, order, uh, you have to, you have to declare, 
I am. I am vibrant. I am astute. Like, they're all just, it's like, I would kind of get into it. It would definitely help if you were, like, not super sober. But, like, (laughs) just to be like, I'm going to go, I am vibrant. I am beautiful. I am wanting. (laughs) Just be like, and then you just get your, and it was, and everything tasted the same, but it kind of tasted good. (laughs) Like, it was good. Like, it didn't taste bad. No, I mean. It just tasted the same. Yeah, I feel like there was a lot of coconut in everything. So much coconut. So much flax. Flax. I mean, it definitely introduced me to a lot of things. I never did. Like, oh, you can make a noodle out of something that's not a noodle? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of that. I know. I I feel, yes, like, learned so much about um, just the way that food was headed into the future. (laughs) But we learned at Cafe Gratitude. Yeah, but then there was like a lot of labor issues there. Yeah, a lot of abuse. Very like, cultish tendencies with those owners, right? So that's the part. Okay, and I know you mentioned this. I know, like, I you feel this way. I I would agree with this, even though I'm not vegan. My sister is very vegan, so I feel like I by association get a lot yeah. of the vegan associations. But um, yeah, like this idea that they, I don't know if it was the journalist who uh, wrote the story, who is, um, he's a big part of this, Alan Salkin. I don't know if it was him saying this or someone else just saying, oh, you know, she was a vegan, so she was real hippy-dippy and believed in Into crystals and, and crystals ethereal, and, yes. And like, no, she, she wasn't in Silver Lake. She, she was, she was, um, she, it, that's not necessarily what being vegan's about at all. And yeah. it's weird, it's just like, the cafe gratitude vibe is definitely more of that vibe than this. This is like this Hold is like on. a Manhattanite like cool place. That's yes, what it absolutely. Is. I would know. I was absolutely thinking about that and just thinking about like a lot of the vegans that I know and have known are just like little. You know, they're just like it's everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah, you can't really like pin down who a vegan is. Like mm-hmm. we we walk amongst you. <laughs> uh, you don't know. Yeah, yeah. And um and kind of like how he was describing veganism was definitely just like this kind of. This idea that I think that people who are who are not vegan and maybe are also seventy five years old or older <laughs> think about what a vegan is, right? And and like it's like a Grateful food. Dead person is what they're picturing. <laughs> exactly, it's like what are you talking about? Like she's covered in crystals and she's doing Reiki at the same time that she's like uh, eating her raw lasagna or whatever. Yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I think um, not all vegans is what not you're hashtag not all vegans. <laughs> no, please take that out. But it was definitely like. Um, a, um, what am I trying to say here? Just that I think, you know, it's a pure food and wine was more of a place that, that was just like cool. Like it was like, like how they were talking about like Owen Wilson would come in without shoes on, which is a disgusting. And like, I don't know, it was just more of like this cachet of this, these like, you know, conventionally attractive, like thin, you know, able-bodied white people Mm -hmm. owning this restaurant where celebrities eat. It's like most vegans that I knew at the time in New York were not eating at Pure Food and Wine. It was like a place that people from out of town would go because maybe they would see a celebrity. It's like not where actual, I don't think a lot of vegans ate there. I think it was more (laughs) just like, this is like a place that people go so they can be like, I've been to Pure Food and Wine and, you know, and I saw her, you know, like that kind of a thing. Oh, like, yeah, I saw So so she was a, a bit of a celebrity in that. Yeah, she was. She had like sold cookbooks and stuff. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's also like this idea that's like, you know, she's kind of hippy dippy. So she would believe in this past life stuff. I think that's kind of the implication that they're throwing out there. Um, So, you know, 
she it's it's frustrating watching this for so many reasons because it's like yeah. it is like she is a successful businesswoman and like legitimately she just has bad boundaries with a lot of people uh she, like she, you know it's cool that she befriended this guy who like loves her dog who's like uh who is a unhoused guy and who's yes. just like just to me like like a very like New York hardcore kind of guy. He Just, was absolutely <laughs> from central casting. Like yeah, yeah, he yeah. was, he was like so New York. He was like, I kill for her. I would, you know, and I was yeah, just like, like, okay, guy. He wouldn't be coming out of that room. Uh, uh, Anthony Carana, <laughs> who is just yeah, like, I'm driving down there. I'm going to get my dog. She has a lot <laughs> of these like male figures that are like, like, oh God. We're, I really want to jump ahead to some stuff. But um, yeah, Do just that. like these weird, like, it's like, and her, it's weird. Her dad's in this a lot. And I feel like he's kind of feels pretty distant or like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I was that's thinking the same thing. She's yeah. looking for this like protector person or something. I know. I always think in like stories like this, and I am definitely not above thinking like, you know, I couldn't be dragged into this. Um, But I always think like, where were your, where were your, girlfriends like where like we only really see her sister who seems awesome that yeah. seemed great mm-hmm. um and who obviously was included into her lives but I always I always hope to like like I was definitely I was texting with my friends and I was like if you know if Jonas or I'm ever with someone who's like I'm gonna make your dog immortal give me five hundred thousand dollars I need one of you to come over and like punch me in the face not <laughs> something not something violent but just like yeah. what the fuck are you doing girl but I I know it's a lot more complicated than that yeah. but it just definitely like I think it was notable that there was a lack of other women in her life well I think like he, he circles back to this the idea of like what are your boundaries when you treat your work as your family and then it's like yeah. who are your real friends like there were like people that she worked with she like wouldn't tell them she got married it was like this yeah. really a lot of secrets secrecy it's like i'm like aren't these like your close friends but they're also yeah. your employees like the power balance is way out of whack so it's like she was really yep. lonely because she had to be this you know 24 hour boss lady i think that's yeah. some of it is in there but yeah um all right so we talked about alec baldwin we definitely had to talk about that we talked yes. about a little about scammer culture um which is like all over tv right now which is oh man there's so much okay so uh anthony is like a pretty paranoid dude i'm i here's where i i was having some trouble is like figuring out whether he was believing his own lies or not mm-hmm. and i i, I mean, feel like at some point he oh god we learned a lot about anthony um i know oh and the other star of this was his ex-wife or ex-girlfriend yes she was great and how she she was like everything along the way she was like yeah they were married okay because she has her last name is still has that's right her last name strangest and she he fathered a child with her i know and he's and i like to like kill I, the child i know and i love <laughs> that she was just like then i would want to never leave my kid alone with him and it's yeah. like yes thank you but yeah. like he still he left her yeah yeah and and so this this is not dug into in the in the in the series so much the father okay so the father is super abusive yes gambler alcoholic um, Anthony's father threatened yeah. the entire family when he was a kid because uh, yeah. his wife didn't like that he like took 
baby Anthony to go gambling or whatever, the dice table. Yes. Um, so, and also ex cop, you know, know. uh, a cat. Perfect. Uh, yeah. and oh, oh, it's like, oh, yeah, ex cop that checks out. Yeah, yep, that checks out, or current cop that would have also checked out, but but like the the there's a time where Anthony and his father, I really was struggling to find the attribution for this. Uh, please fact check me if I'm wrong. They were living in a van together. And also the father is like backing up all of his lies with everyone in Sarma's life. So yes, like, oh, yeah, he, he is a secret agent. Yes. When they went to go pick up Sarma, when she went to the, like, went to New Hampshire into the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so many times she almost got away. So many get out moments here where she was I like, I, I set a boundary, but then I was like, uh, the woods. And I'm then, scared in the woods. Someone I'm come get me. And you know, I have, I have a no fucking pit bull. I'm yes, I know. You've got Leon. You don't need anyone uh, else. Leon, girl. the best man in this thing. Um, I know. Love Leon. I know. At every step of the way on this documentary, I was like, but where is Leon? Yeah. Who has Leon? Oh, my God. I know. I know. I'm like more worried about the welfare of Leon. I feel like Anthony, her, her homeless friend, is sort of a little bit of a pit bull. At least, at least how he presents himself. I don't yeah. want to. If we were to dig a little deeper, there's probably more going on there. Um, I know. Yeah. Oh, oh God. So <laughs> as okay. with I think, as with every man in her life. Yeah. Should shittily. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. It's disappointing. Um. So okay. So she, somehow Anthony knows where she is or what who she's communicating with all the time. Yes. It's it's like she forgot that she gave his assistant her uh, all her passwords. Um, I know. It was like Sarma. How do you think that he knows all of this? He's in your email. Oh, I do love that her journals get used in this. I'm like, I'm like, wow. She really handed her journals to Chris Smith. Yeah. I do not intend to ever hand my journals to Chris Smith. Let let, let it be known. <laughs> I'll <laughs> I, make I don't sure it never happens. That happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's my my will and testament recorded in this podcast. Do not, <laughs> do not give my journals to Chris Smith. No, hell no. <laughs> but um, so. I as it unroll un I feel like it hits a point where this becomes like uh you're violating labor laws. And that's yeah. the point where where her support system that has offered her support and be like if you need us, we're here for you. And she's yeah. been like no no no, I got it under control. Me and Leon and uh Shane Anthony will figure it out. Um, yeah. The the what's happened is also, uh, Anthony has an associate named Nazim, who great char- right. great character, loved him. Great character, just like uh, chaotic neutral. I don't know what the right I, term is. I think for that's him. absolutely perfect for Nazim. <laughs> I was like, he's definitely shady, but he's more in the right than he is in the wrong. Yeah. Like, there's also, like a lot going on with this guy. Yeah, uh, he has the best uh, chapter title, which is "There Is No Angels in Hell." <laughs> that's right <laughs> so um when this becomes i feel like uh, for maybe for a lot of people this is a sad manipulation story of someone getting conned but it becomes yeah. a story the minute it is like they actually can't do payroll and it becomes yeah. like a labor issue and all of her employees who still call her Sh- sarmama are like yo we haven't been paid in like two months what yeah. is going on? We can't live on crystals and uh, and hippie juice or whatever, you know. So yeah, we're running out of celery here. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, and this is happening when 
Oh my God. The cosm I we have to go back to the cosmology of the universe that Anthony has created. Incoherent. Like John yeah. Wick makes more sense. Uh, you know, like it, it's like <laughs> it's true. he's like he's like, there's a they, there's a family, you have to prove these tests to them, uh, yeah. which all involve you wiring me money. I yeah, you know, like I've I you know. This is always the test in every scammer thing, apparently, is someone wiring It always involves money. you giving me money. I think that that's, like, a litmus test we should all hold ourselves to. Like, right. am I in a scam? Does this guy want $5,000 from me? I'm in a scam. Yes, yes. Um, uh, I, actually, I have so many sidebars. Uh, my friend Clark just put together this zine, and it's like they actually have a playbook for, like, the Nigerian email love scam. There's like oh. a, there's like an entire like flow chart of like how you're supposed to respond to people and and I I was going to just shout out to the the um this zine check 59 publications. I I got to see this. Yeah, uh just I maybe I I'll do a we'll do a Patreon bonus where I just go review the zine. Yes, uh, I I'm listening. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he's really uh, it's 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 so frustrating cuz it's like she's She's like a successful businesswoman on paper, but then there's all this debt and like, yeah, she's just funneled all $1.7 million in a two year period while she's yeah. married to this dude. Yeah. He's getting $1.7 million from her. Most of which is just funneled like from nightly, uh, you know, to bank deposits from the restaurant. Like, I know. which is like, I'm like, I don't know how much this is a cash business in that day, but I guess it was. Yeah. yeah. They're like just handing cash to Nazim or to Anthony. And he's like, I'm going to make sure this gets deposited in, yeah. you know, this, the slots. Essentially. Yep. Exactly. Ugh. And it did like such a masterful job of like, it's just so interesting how devoted she was to the restaurant. Sarmama. She was always there. It's a family, you know, this kind mm -hmm. of these kinds of vibes and then I don't know he was able to kind of like warm his way in and become her primary relationship and then separate her so much from this thing that she loved and these people who she loved and who she th claimed to love and that and to a point where it was like he was taking everything from her and it not even just from her from all of the people who she claimed to love and then she you know and then she kind of was just like so deep into it she just like put her head in the sand and obviously went into like this full-on delusional state where because at one point she says like I I mean I didn't know what was going on I had to change my name it's like well when you had to change your name yeah. I, I don't know it's like you just know someone's in to a co course of um super shitty situation if they're like it's like there's part of her who understands what's happening but not enough to stop it this is like kind of like what the crux of this series sort of leans toward is like what, you know, what is the extent of culpability or accountability that she has? And, you know, I looked at some Twitter discourse. Of course, it's a lot of it is just like white privilege. Like, you know, yeah. like this wouldn't have this, this could not, you don't do four months of jail time and then just get back to blogging. If yeah, you're not absolutely. Like, this uh, celebrity white woman. And yeah. there's so there's that aspect of it. And then, and then there's just like the way that the film, the, the film, 
the way this series ends really is called into question. And I forwarded you this article that came out. Yes. There was an interview with Chris Smith. Um, because it is really, it is like, if this is about like massively gaslighting, uh, manipulation, relationship, and not something that we can like, it's, you know, but it's still so bonkers that we have to be like, kind of like, what? Yeah. How did you go for all of this? This is just a guy who plays video games all day. Um, her like kind of fugue state like when she's like that's the big question the last episode is just like the cops come to her she's like you know she's kind of like i was kind of i relieved yeah but she she like yeah like i don't know where do you land on like kind of like what percent of her her conscious like she she's just like i can't run away because i'm as deep as this asshole and yeah and and that's all it is or like, I mean, like she's definitely. It, it's it's really hard to talk about. I feel like it's, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's so. I feel. Yeah, I think like what you're saying. Like it's so layered. Like there's so much shit going on, and I do think that she is in. She's in an uh, like as we've been like it's a domestic violence sure. situation. Yeah. She's in a super. She's an abusive. Like obviously, like like how they were talking about. She like lost a ton of weight. She like what wasn't really getting out of bed. She only had one friend, yeah. the guy who worked at Chipotle. Um, yes, you the know, Chipotle story. The Chipotle is guy. Yeah. Right? That's like, which was amazing. And like, and so it's like, yeah, you you think like, oh, you were just, you were just like so deep in it, you couldn't see light and like you didn't. But I do think like she does get a surprising amount of grace because of how she looks and right. how she's, you know, and like kind of like what her standing was in society and her white privilege and her you know, just, like, all of the connections that she has, too. But, like, there's questions that I still have. Like, did she did she pay everyone back eventually? Like, when she went back to the city before she, they went back to Pigeon Forge, she got $60,000 from the... Who did she get $60,000 no. from? Hell no. She did I could not, not go them. into anyone and ask for... Who could you... Is there anyone that you know you could go to and be like, I need 60 grand, bye. Um, out, I think my family would. Like, if something happened, I could get something from my family like yeah know, collect, but like outside of family i don't think so but um i you know it's like it is like a cult right it's but the this is like a cult of two people it's yeah a crazy th that and like i'm like that's kind of what it, there's a lot of talk about like what is reality in this whole world right like and, and like in a way if you're a self-made person who's like made made like your dreams like to the point of like in terms of like her work world, she is a totally a self-made person who has like a reality. Like it, it was like, I'm on my way to making this thing a reality. I'm on my way to like, this is going to be a global brand, you know, like yeah. your great food and wine, great, great company, <laughs> which it should be called now. That's what she re rename it now. Um, that would be amazing. <laughs> um, a a after all this, I did also read though, that um, all the people that were interviewed, by Netflix for this series got paid by Netflix. Good, but she didn't, right? But she didn't. So Good. at least that's like one way to resolve these disputes is like, oh, you can be a talking head in a documentary and you can finally get back the money you owed. Uh, yeah. From these these uh, uh, negligent uh, business people. But yeah, it's, it's a cult deprogramming situation. It's very like wobble country. It's very like a lot of like, you know, there was a brighter... I, utopian ideal world that she wanted to get to which involves you know advocating for this this way of eating right and yeah like this diet 
And which I get, it's really easy to feel very passionate about veganism. Mm-hmm. Like you, I, I also feel very passionate about veganism. And I, so I understand like that impulse to be like, I want to grow this. I want to, you know, but then she obviously did have this kind of like, um, cause she had, remember there's that one part where she's like, he, I'm going to be a benevolent queen or like a compassionate queen. Oh God. Yeah. Like right? what is your role? Yeah. Like what is your role in the, in the yeah. family, the mysterious family? Like, honestly, like this is like, it's like the plot of like Moon Knight makes more sense to me. Um, <laughs> like what is this family? I don't get it. Uh, yeah. It's she, like he was yeah. just playing Mad Libs or something while in like, while he's gambling and texting her. <laughs> right. Like, or like he looked up and saw someone with like a tiger on their sweatshirt and was like, At, in heaven, there will be tigers who are our friends. Yeah. And she's like, wow. You know, like it's so, yeah. it's so oh, choose your own adventure. Such a Kaiser Soze. <laughs> just like, uh, <laughs> totally. uh, uh, queen, you're queen of hearts. Uh, you'll be yeah. the queen of the, the yeah. family. And then she journals for 20 pages about how she's going to be a compassionate queen. Oh it's like, god. oh my God. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's a shame. So yeah, the, I feel like when you fuck with like working people, like you're you're bat you're definitely a villain at that point. So yeah. she's that's becomes like, a villain. Uh, that's where her story changes a little bit, yeah. right? Because you're like until then you're like you're fully just being abused by the psychopath. Yeah. And yeah. then it's like, but then you these people who you you supposedly loved and cared for and called your family, which is like obviously a bullshit yeah. capitalism thing where it's just exactly. like it's a fucking job, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it's like, especially at one point someone says, it's like you had people there working where like the mom, the dad, the daughter all worked there. And then all of a sudden they didn't have paychecks. And of course your heart is like, yeah, fuck, you know, especially like, like living through like the last two years and like hearing stories about like, even like, like just not even just like front of house people, like back of house people. A lot of them were undocumented in the last two years. Couldn't get like the uh the stimulus and stuff like that so it's just like i'm i'm not many conversations with like dishwashers or anyone else behind the scenes you know i assume they still had to wash dishes at at the raw place um yeah (laughs) Yeah, uh, we don't use soap here (laughs) i'm like uh no hot water allowed yeah Uh, come on it has to be beneath 82 degrees yeah you got clean 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 your dishes with just a, a, a a brush um, yeah, enjoy your salmonella. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. This is another. I, I don't know if that ever happened to Cafe Gratitude, but um, yeah. Uh, oh, I keep I keep ripping on these. I feel like there's so many food cults. There's also like Suma Ching Hai. Do you know that? Oh, Supreme Master oh, Ching Supreme Hai. Master. Oh, oh my, my gosh, God. Supreme good Master. Good food. Good food, uh, though. Great Amazing food. Loving hot. Come cults. on. You got to give it up. But then. <laughs> It's truly, it's a fucking cult. Fucking, like, for sure. I mean, there's so time. much. <laughs> so much. And she's like, I know, I just, I really wish that she was not, didn't have a cult because she as a human being is so fascinating and cool to me. <laughs> but then when you read about the stuff you're doing, you're like, not, that's not cool. Like, oh, that yeah. fucking sucks. But, but then you, but then it's like, she's like. She's an amazing art. She's like all of her propaganda is like she's the world's best artist. She's an amazing textile designer. Yeah. Her voice c- conjures angels. She can she communes with the birds. Like it's you're like yeah, all this shit rules. Like <laughs> she's Doctor so, Doolittle. Yeah, yeah. You're like Doctor Doolittle. This chick is awesome. And then you start to read. Oh, she's actually excavating the coral reefs around the island where she has oh people. God enslaved and takes all of their money and i don't know and then you're like well this is a 
fucking awful. That's the next documentary for Netflix. We just pitched it. This is our oh, pitch. Oh, yeah. I can't believe they haven't done a Ching Hai. But you know what? I remember when I was at, I was um, writing at Veg News Magazine, and they uh-huh. did kind of a, like, even a light, a very light-handed expose of um, oh, Supreme no. Master Ching Hai. And they never got letters or emails about anything, and they were, like, flooded, inundated oh, with gosh. people being like, how dare you speak about her this way? Like, you will be cursed. Like, really, like, hardcore. Like, she has acolytes. I hate to tell you, the listenership of this podcast, you're going to get a lot of tweets and emails. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, we were definitely very popular in the the Qinghai community. (laughs) Like, uh, oh, man, yeah. Oh, the cult. Yeah. I I mean, I guess cults... You think cults, like... They figured out a way to feed a lot of people quickly in, like, a way that, like, low... I think it was this, this story about, like, a lot of cults, like, would, like, you just eat kind of like a porridge or something. Because, like, you yes. have to have enough energy to do the manual labor they want you to do. But exactly. not enough for your you brain dying. to start being, like, oh, I've got a lot of carbs to burn. Why am I in this situation? Right? Like, yes, it's enough <laughs> to keep you pulling um, the machine, but not enough to get you thinking about pulling the right. machine. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's like kind of like cult food, but it's for some. I think the, you know that raw. I guess is like is not the same as that. Obviously, it's like a very different. Story. I've been making yeah. a lot of congi lately. Um, uh, a lot of porridge. Um, so uh, we are. There's a lot of. There's so many characters in here because there's like all the restaurant workers that we talk to. Uh, there's Nazim, who is the only person who kind of like pulls back because of course Anthony's not giving interviews. The, yes. they, they they put in there like you know he refused to he to the very point where like the very first part of the documentary is like a recorded conversation between sarma and him about did you did you hear any from a netflix documentary crew i'm like you're being filmed by the netflix documentary it's crew. happening <laughs> right now <laughs> I know. it's very like, exciting you get oh, a thrill yeah such a such a like yeah it's set up to be this like real sting operation but then it's yeah. sort of like uh Oh, that's why the ending of it, when you hear the conversation between them, feels so like, it, like the rug being pulled out from under. It's it. She obviously she she was not happy with how that edit happened. Uh, yeah, it was a conversation. I would also not be. I would not either. I mean, it does seem like they. I mean, they they have as much of a kind of random cordial relationship of a phone conversation as you would imagine any ex-husband and ex-wife who were both convicted of the same crime might have <laughs> like kind of like look can you believe this shit it's kind of one of those like holy shit we survived yeah yeah but yeah. he he oh my god i just read about him post jail they they did have a couple of text exchanges post jail but also he uh love bombed manipulated married and then divorced this right wing uh, editor who's behind the Katie Hill uh, leak. Do you know about this? No story? shit. Yeah, no, so, I do know about this story, but I didn't. I didn't remember. I mean, a I know lot about, about the Katie it, Hill yeah. stuff. I remembered like there was yeah, there was sort of like a revenge porn thing from her ex husband, her shitty ex husband. And yeah. so the the publication that actually published the photos, the editor of that, the person working on that story, was in a relationship with Anthony at this time. Oh my time. god. Yeah. Holy shit. It's like a cesspool. Yeah. It's just like a dirty 
and and stagnant yeah. water. And we know this because like uh, Sarma like tweeted something about it, and then he, Anthony like texts her like, "I got some inside scoop on what's going on with Katie Hill," and she's like bullshit you don't have inside scoop on shit but he actually did this time because he was <laughs> he was with the woman who leaked the photo so that is oh. so crazy so i know many. but you would think oh, sarma so why isn't his number just fully blocked like why are you don't talk to him period He's right poison he should be blocked he should be blocked he should be blocked his ass what's up girl there, can i just throw in just more side things these are not things in the documentary yes. Please. She hooked up with Louis C.K. <laughs> in like 2012. And he oh my gave... God, Alec Baldwin really is the best of yeah. the bunch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, the murderer turned out. Um, uh, he he uh, he gave her an STD. There's is is an article on Pajiba about it. I, I just stumbled oh my across God. it today. And just like, Ugh, but it's like, Sarma. I don't know why she gave the emails to a writer, but like there's just the 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 excuse he gives her about like sorry we're adults we give us each other stds sometimes just so bad he's so gross what a fucking gross out a fucking grammy i can't believe this shit i know it's so fucking gross Uh, it's almost like uh the entertainment industry is corrupt fucking oscars i know i know it's almost Uh, like this industry has poison and filled with devil people i mean it's weird i can remain pure because yes. I'm not employed by the entertainment As an industry. employee of pure food and wine and one pure duck, <laughs> yeah. I can say. Oh, wait, no, actually, I technically am, work for the same employers that Howard Stern does. So when he's oh, like, no. there's a hot little blonde oh, over here, I'm like, oh, I guess oh they, I didn't work here then, but uh, I guess that's that reflects on me somehow. Oh, I, mean, I mean, George, I work for Fox, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Get, there are no angels in hell. <laughs> <laughs> that is the real subtitle of this whole episode oh my god so um yeah they're paranoid he's talking about red shirts blue shirts can we talk about the chipotle buddy for a second like yes. the one like this is like a recreation of her relationship with with um uh, it was yeah. it was the exact same it was the other anthony the anthony version. yeah yeah that was the tennessee version of her of her uh, new york buddy dustin hall is that the guy's name yes i, I love the interview with him i'm just like i'm like I'm like, is everyone kind of like in love with her? What is happening? I know. I was thinking too, like George, just as we've been talking, I've been thinking like, is this what it's like to go through life being just like someone who is perceived as like classically hot and like extremely desirable by like, by like the type of men. By, by like Howard, a certain type, type of man, of, yeah. By a certain type of like gross man who likes to acquire prizes, and and so like an attractive woman on his arm is like the equivalent of having a boat, or I mean, I guess a yacht, not like a tugboat, but like or like you know <laughs> a, a really boat. nice house. I'm the tugboat. I'm like I'm with the guy who wants the tugboat. Yeah, I'm but a, it's like you're. <laughs> I'm a dinghy over here. I've got the dinghy. <laughs> exactly. I'm buoyant. Like I'm all I'm all fucked up, and you have to pull me along behind <laughs> you junk. and barely can tread water. A literal junk. Yeah. I'm a joke, man. Exactly. I'm um, filled with garbage. <laughs> I mean, but you know, like there is, yeah. there is something to be said for like, like you know, Louis Keith, Louis C.K. What's his name? Yeah, that fucking freak yeah, yeah, thinks yeah. that like he deserves to like you know show his ugly dong to like whatever woman that he even re- finds remotely desirable, mm-hmm. and so I'm sure that he like thinks that he deserves, and you know, obviously like Howard Stern and Alec Baldwin and all of these guys yeah. think that they deserve this type of woman, but right. she. she you know, but it's like, but it's like with no consideration for her internal life or who she actually is as a human being. I, you know, we we hear so much from her. I'm 
A, frankly shocked that she agreed to do this documentary. Mm -hmm. I don't know that it works without her in it, but like for as much as we hear her side of things, she has this whole thing about like her being a weird, a weirdo growing up and being kind of like, like basically dyed hair. Yeah. She's like a Gen X emo essentially. I I don't know better. I mean, I don't, I assume she's like, like late forties at this point, early fifties. I think so. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, uh, yeah, like her, I don't know, there's got to be more to that that we are not really totally getting into, but I'm, it's just, I'm like, like, yeah, like you seem like you, you come from a pretty normal background. I don't know. Yeah. This, but like psychologically, she's kind of this loner. And yeah. I don't know. There's, so there's something about her, like, lack of, I will say, uh, I have a theory about what, what you were saying about like her, like, being sort of like, uh, sucked in all these things with uh, like people that want to treat her like a trophy. Um, yeah. I, because I do, maybe she has like, doesn't have a good female friend circle. I, I definitely yeah. picked up. I feel like that's definitely true. And I feel like yeah. that might be a thing that happens sometimes with, with women that like are, are don't, they maybe have not a good, uh, support network, right? Like, and, yeah, and that might make them more vulnerable to this type type of situation, right? Yeah. Like, I, I think mean, it's so hard it's to a, be a chicken woman. egg thing, yeah, a little yeah. bit, yeah, it, yeah. It's hard to, yeah, it's hard to be a person, but it's definitely hard to be, to to not have that support. I don't like. It seems really lonely. Like my friends she are everything to lonely. me. She seems yeah, so. She seems lonely, lonely, and she's isolated, and that was probably very attractive to um Shane slash Mr. Fox Mr. Fox you know like if, to find someone that's kind of isolated in that way and then to further isolate them I mean is, yeah it's textbook words yeah. with friend yeah, only one friend, friend. <laughs> and it's this fucking loser it's <laughs> like know. no thank you I know just no lock the door and get in bed with Leon yeah. he's like you know Leon the best man um I feel like yeah, we've yeah. sliced and diced this topic as far as yeah, I care did. to. I mean, yes. there is like a degree of Schadenfreude as having watching this. I mean, like, they, like at the end, they kind of compare her to Patty Hearst and talk about Stockholm mm-hmm. syndrome, and I'm just like, I'm like, Patty Hearst was like definitely wouldn't be in the position she was in. If she wasn't the, this heiress, right? Like that's she wasn't Patty Hearst, right? Yes. Like, there's not. I mean, it's sort of like a hard comparison, um, yeah, to make. But I, she she married the guy pretty early. I will say, like yeah. she she fell for the marriage part of the scam real early yeah. on, and he was just like, "I'm just gonna coast and eat tuna fish sandwiches. I love tuna yeah. fish sandwiches with extra mayo." I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. even a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> uh, and then like yeah the the vegan angle is like super misleading i actually i have a better name for this uh whole series yes george what is it meat suit oh my gosh that's perfect <laughs> but you probably have to put on like not lady gaga as like you, a, on the oh, right yeah yeah right because you need to get first people think of meats. i mean i was at i was like and i did not think lady gaga first i'm like oh there's like william h gibson this is like necromancer this is like straight <laughs> up like oh we are in the talking metaverse right this is lawnmower yes. man this guy yes. this guy loved lawnmower man he's the right age to have loved lawnmower <laughs> man oh uh, um laura 
uh, this has been very fun. We play a game on this show sometimes because yes. inevitably Hollywood's going to also turn this into a series, a scripted series, Correct. because that is the obligation. Every documentary needs to have every document. Um, if they don't have it's a podcast, in the Constitution. it's the IP, yeah. the IP law, new IP yes. law. IP is like 360 IP. Uh, yes, Hollywood hire me. I'm interested. Yes, got to yes. get the merch, got everything. George oh, and I want to write this. Exactly. And we have some casting ideas. Laura, what's your cast? Yes. Uh, we're going to play Cast This Doc real quick. Got to cast this doc. Got to cast this doc. All right. Who did you have for your cast of doc? Okay. So Sarma, I think, is very obviously Charlize Theron or mm. Margot Robbie was my other Ooh, one. Ooh, she's... That I feel yeah. maybe too young. Well, I, both what great, do you think? both really good actors. I'm kind of leaning more Charlize direction. Uh, okay. Just in terms of, I think, maybe the age. Yeah, I think maybe... Age appropriateness. Age stuff like that, yeah. I think yeah. so. I could see her really conveying kind of the quiet sadness of Sarma. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just like, just absolutely being an amazing owner of a raw food restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> Sarma yeah, yeah, mama. Yeah. I want to see Charlize as Sarma mama. For sure. I could see her kind of just like quietly, you know, breaking down in a Chipotle and like very <laughs> much like, Actually, that film she did, Young Adults, I think that's exactly yes. the way to play it. <laughs> the absolute, I think she even had pigtails in that movie. Oh my God. Like Sarma's the always pigtails. rocking pigtail. The, the pigtails. pigtails. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> um, and then you had an interesting choice that I, I had to Google because this is not a household name, but it's definitely a name. If you see this guy, you know who, who the hell this guy is. Oh, for yes. Anime. For um, for Stranges. Yeah. I thought, I don't, yeah, Greg Grenberg is the first person that came to mind. I mean, I know him mainly from Felicity. Yeah. And he's been in a ton of stuff. Like, I think people will most likely recognize Heroes. his face. Yeah, he was in Heroes. Yes. I, I, you, this is this is pretty perfect, I have to say. I, I thought I had a good one, but I think yours is Who'd you have? Mine. I had Derek Delgadio. Who's that? Okay, so if you, Derek Delgadio, we made a lot of fun of him when we did this crossover episode with uh, Fraudcast. But um, he did this magic uh, Broadway performance. Oh, my God. This guy. Yes. <laughs> George. Yes. This is good. But, like, the difference is, like, your guy, Greg Grunberg, I can see him just, like, yelling in the phone and being actually scary. Whereas Derek Delgadio is more like the uh, school shooter type of scary. Yeah, like totally. Or, like, scary. someone pushed this nerd in a puddle. Oh, like, yeah. I'm tired of listening to him. You, I mean, he has, like... A, a a very dark undercurrent. He is in Kimmy, uh, the HBO thing with. Um, oh, I haven't watched it yet. Okay. I really so want. So he has him. a role in Kimmy. Uh, but yeah, I had not seen him acting anything. I'm like, who the hell is it? Like magician is in Kimmy. Oh my god! Um, I remember everyone talking about his thing. <laughs> so yeah, and then my guy. I had an, a different pick for Sarma, which I think is maybe yes. more apt for like present day Sarma. I thought Laura Linney. Oh my god, she'd be phenomenal. She'd be so good, but also like the way when Sarma is being interviewed and can't ask a question like, "Oh, did I fire that guy?" I don't remember yes. firing that guy. Like, I'm like, I I think I think of Laura Linney as being like, she, like she would like maybe give away too much of her intelligence in that moment, whereas Sarma yeah. it plays dumb very well. She's like very oh. well. She goes blank. Yeah, she's yeah. very good at going blank. Which yeah. is like she fucking has this business degree and like was doing all this stuff. It doesn't 
She just know, and she seems oh, brain God. dead half the time. You're like, what's going on in there? It just like yeah. the trauma of being in this Greg yep. Grunberg relationship really did her. It's I think true. It's like, <laughs> but Laura Linney is such a good actress. Yeah. I think she could. I think she could go dumb. I really think like between you and I, we've kind of like got the right. We got the Pinterest board correct for the casting. Yeah, we're in the ballpark. Can I also my favorite? Like I don't have in my casting. Okay, here's my. This is. I don't know the name of the actor who plays Will Richards, who yes. is the security expert who gets the emails, because yes. IMDb <laughs> has Will Richards as playing Will Richards played by self. Like he's just another one of these documentary subjects. And here I'm like, IMDb, that is that cannot be right, IMDb. Who is Will Richards? Yeah. And then you found <laughs> But yes, I found on Facebook, there's this guy, David O'Reilly, who starts off, he goes, I need to make a public statement. Over the last few days, I have received many messages about a documentary on Netflix called Bad Vegan. Apparently, a person named Will Richards, who looks and sounds like me, appears in the movie. I I finally had a chance to see it last night and was stunned by the resemblance. It would appear I have an actual doppelganger. I'm putting this out in hopes that Netflix can contact me with this person. They do look alike. They look just, so I much alike. The He's, is it he and I? Netflix. The actor who played Will Richards. Please get into contact with David O'Reilly because they're freaking identical. And something is. And maybe this is like some sort wait. of a deep fake too. Like maybe no, this wait. is the actor. Wait, he's a do- is he a documentary filmmaker? Maybe he is the guy, and he just knows like Chris Smith somehow. It's quite possible. I feel oh like there's God. like something deeper going on here. It, I mean, it looks like him. So maybe yes. that maybe that's maybe that is the angle. I'm looking Irish film. And he he was Irish, right? I think so. I think it was him. That okay, that You think it's that's him? That's a joke. Then that's a joke. Is it a is joke. him. It is him and then it's a joke with him and Chris Smith that he put him in there. And okay, okay so it is David O'Reilly. I, okay, Irish Born in 85. This is the dude. That's hilarious. So at some point, he, via email, introduced me to somebody named Will Richards, some sort of computer techie expert that works in the government somewhere in Europe. Shane and I were working together for years. There's a lot that I can't divulge. I was involved in making sure that Sarma didn't go off the rails. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I'm sorry, you are totally right. Uh Um... (laughs) George, this is amazing. Okay, we, we solved it. But IMDb has it wrong, is the, the main thing. I think that David O'Reilly would like to keep it that way. David O'Reilly. This is like his but little... then why would he put that out there? Okay, so David O'Reilly is ca- also my same cast 
as um, the character that he plays in the series, uh, Will Richards. That is David. Yes. O- Dave Will Richards played by David O'Reilly, just to make it a complete uh, Ouroboros. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, and of course, <laughs> the pit bull from John Wick. Oh yeah. As Leon. Oh yeah, Leon, sweet Leon. That dog has charisma, and Leon's got charisma, and it just makes sense. I hate to say that means this has to start shooting soon. Just in terms of like dog mice fans, gosh. we got it. I'm sorry to bum you out. I mean, if to if there was only some way to make this dog immortal. I, I swear, <laughs> but you know, I was like fully. I I got that because you know, like the love of my life, dog is a pit bull Aww. who has passed, Aww. and who um, Hazel, R.I.P., mm-hmm. just the absolute best dog ever. Aww. And when I was watching Leon, I was started. I you know, I felt like I get it. Like maybe you know, if like Jonas, my then boyfriend now husband had been more of a con artist and like <laughs> had been like listen i think i really have figured it out like hazel can live forever i don't know if i probably would have given him money and blood and whatever else he asked for i don't know i get the power of the dog yeah no i i i was actually gonna shout out that like if you join the subdoc patreon we will make your dog immortal we'll figure it out oh my god that's perfect. it might be I'm cryogenesis right we'll it might just mean I do a painting of your dog and immortalize <laughs> them that a, way. Yes, that's perfect. I'll do a painting of you, uh, the certain level of Patreon. You just get a portrait uh, from me. I'm yes. I'm real good at portraits. All right. Um, Laura, thanks so much for coming on to talk about what you thought was going to be a totally different topic about factory farming. Oh God, <laughs> I was like so ready. I'm going to like convert some motherfuckers today. <laughs> I was like very like I'm going to get in here with my talking points about veganism and then like five minutes. And I was like, the fuck is this? I mean, there is definitely <laughs> other films to talk about that stuff. Yes. But also, as has been noted, a lot of our listeners already assume a Qinghai followers. So, yes. The, so. Your works, you know, like, you, you don't need to, like, paint a barn twice. I don't know You're if that's right. a metaphor that's, a really that's good... ever been said, but I'm going to. It's a, beautiful a and perfect. Uh, Laura, what, what do you want to promote of yourself? I feel like uh, the Great North. I'm yes, finally going to get course. it right. Finally going to get it on right. Fo- <laughs> the, the, you can watch The Pure North <laughs> on um, Fox on Sunday nights and the next day on Hulu. Um, I guess that's it from me. I mean, that's a lot, um, honestly. Like you've, yeah, you've made something. Look for for like uh, you know you've 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 made it like from the Bay Area crew. You know, like very yes, a, a hand- the Bay Area crew, right? Yeah, Claro Kane writing for SNL. Just learned that recently. Huge. Yeah, uh, yeah I know. Our, we always got to give it up yeah. for the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, uh, I'm I'm really glad we got to talk about this. I'm really yeah, needed. Thanks for I really me, needed George. to talk about this fucking show. It's so bonkers. I know. It's when truly. I was like, I, when I, I was halfway through the first one, and I was like, holy shit, there's four of these. <laughs> I might need to send George an apology email. <laughs> no, I mean, I watched it. I watched it already, though. Okay, like, good. You, okay. I, I was like down to do it because I'm like, oh yeah, this is nuts. This shit's crazy. This is nuts. Yeah. I don't even know that I recommend this necessarily because it's like, yeah, would you? It's a. It is. I. I mean, if you want it, I feel like. I don't know if I would like. Can you learn? What do we learn from this? I don't know if we learn anything. I mean, just don't it, try not to fall. Try not to fall in love fall. on words with friends or Wordle or whatever. Like, yeah. what if you could just yeah. fall in love on Wordle? That would be happening. Yeah. Right now. Don't don't um, play any online games. Don't talk to other people. 
stay in your house with your pit bull. Don't trust don't Alec Baldwin. Like we've don't all trust- learned, don't don't like don't at Alec Baldwin. He's probably not responding right now, but in general, yeah. Oh my god! Or maybe you should marry Alec Baldwin. Or you should, and that would have saved everyone. It might have been a whole, yes. a, a whole. But then we wouldn't have had Ilaria. Yeah. Oh. And that yeah. to think of a world that we don't have Ilaria's heartbreaking. Honestly, I don't think much about her or know much about her other than like, is, is her name made up? Is that the thing? But how do you say cucumber? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, oh no, man. Um, no, speaking, I, it doesn't, this this documentary does feel very dated to 2022 though, doesn't it? I, it I'm like, like Katie Hill would be, not still have her place in, in the political system, if not for, yes, if this yes. guy hadn't gotten as far as he did. I know. And I, I love Katie Hill. Yeah. I don't know enough about it uh, other than this. So I, it just another reason to dislike this dude. Just also like, yeah. oh, he might have taken the new last name of the person he married recently so he could just have a new last name so he could. He's never going to stop. He's never going to stop. <sighs> Scammers be scamming. They be scamming. You Grifters got to grift. Scammers Tuna fish scam. salads got to be eaten <laughs> from Subway. Someone's got to keep eaten. Subway in business. It's this That's dude. Right. It's this dude. That's right. Laura, thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks, George. Thanks for having me. It was so much fun. Thanks for listening. You can find out more about Subdoc at subdocpodcast.com. Our theme music was written by David Siegel, and our executive producer is Will Scoville. Our associate producer is Nick Coltis, and our editor is Karen Hogg. Donate to the show through our Patreon page, patreon.com slash subdocpodcast. If you want to help out in other ways, please share this show with a friend. Join the Doc Talk and check out our hot takes, pictures, and videos on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We're Subdoc Podcast on all those platforms. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow on Apple Podcasts. Find Paco and George's comedy gigs on the About Us page on our site. Subdoc is by Doc fans for Doc fans. So if you want to advertise, got a film, or opinions to share, hit us up. We'd love to hear from you and what you're docking out on. Email us at subdocpodcast at gmail.com.